Merry Christmas, Jim. Merry Christmas, Bryce. How you going? Yeah, I'm okay. How do we do this? I just kind of smash into it. Yeah, okay, great. Sounds fine to um, me. Uh, we've, sorry, listeners, for yet another ungracious hiatus. When we titled an episode Ungracious Hiatus, it was meant to be an acknowledgement of the one that just happened, not... Not the, a precursor. To the one <laughs> that a, was Here's what upcoming. you can expect over these next couple of months. The title for this episode is Obligatory Christmas Special, and that's really just what it is. So, where, where, have, where have we been? I have been in Melbourne and New Zealand and uh, uh, Adelaide as well. Oh, lovely. Yeah, it's been nice. Where have you been? Um, mostly in Sydney, but... but specifically kind of, at a full-time job. Yeah, specifically uh, I managed to wheedle my way into the national broadcaster uh, working at Radio National on a bunch of their different shows and podcasts. Uh, and I'm sort of... I was doing that for full-time for a little while and now I'm back out in the world of casual people, and uh, it's summer, so I can maybe catch up on some of these <laughs> backburner projects, like this weird little podcast we do. So we do have plans to start it up again <laughs> yeah, try in 2018. Do remote recording and fun stuff like that. We'll figure it all out. But for now, yeah. uh, it's time for special, special dogs. dogs. Thank goodness I remembered the words for that. <laughs> Bryce, what's your special dogs? What's your special dogs for the last six months? Oh, God, I don't know about the last six months, but uh, last I was like, my special dogs for, like, this summer is last night I, I went to see the opening night of Sport for Jove's A Servant of Two Masters, which was part of their summer season that they do up at Bella Vista Farm in December, and then they move up to the Lura Garden Theatre in January. And, um, yeah, God, they... They do some fantastic theatre. It was uh, an adaptation of an old, of an old Italian farce and uh, they've done beautiful work, kind of given a little bit of a modern twist and they just, everything. If you are in Sydney, I would thoroughly recommend trying to get along to Sport for Joe's productions over the summer season because it's super fun. I was involved in their shows last year, but this year I was just along as a punter and it was just beautiful. Did it make you miss the roar of the grease paint, the smell of the crowd? Um, <laughs> no. Okay, cool. <laughs> Because it's hot up there. <laughs> working on the summer season, like, I'm glad to just be showing up in, in the evening time when the sun's going down. Not rehearsing in the middle of 43 degree days. <laughs> this morning, I went to the Pilpilotti Wrist exhibition at the MCA. That's so funny because you've just reminded me that that would have been my other special dogs for the last couple of months. Oh, I wow. went there about four weeks ago and it was really, yeah, it's really, really beautiful. Uh, Pilpilotti Wrist is a Swiss experimental video artist mm. and there's a retrospective of her work on at the MCA until early February I want to say. Yeah. It's a really great exhibition. It's really beautiful. I went in with no expectations because I'd done no research and just turned up and I really enjoyed it. I think what struck me most about it is that it's very popular. Like there have been lines round the block to get in. Uh which I think is amazing that an yeah. experimental video artist is weirdly popular yeah. in Sydney, a city I think that... I must have gone, like, because I was just on the mailing list and it looked interesting to me, so I went on, like, the second or third day or something, just been like, oh, I'll check this out. So, yeah, I don't think it quite gained that much notoriety by then. But, um, yeah, it was so evocative. Did you find the, the, the little French woman under the floor? Yes, yes, yes. that was my favourite. That was my favourite, too. <laughs> we won't go discuss this any further. You have to go to the you exhibition You have to go to the exhibition. The French woman under also the floor. Also, my, my second favourite part was, was there's a room that's full of beds, uh, and you take off your shoes and lie down in the bed and then there's all these projections on the ceiling that just make you feel like you're a reed in a river just kind of being swished by the waters back and forth. And I've just 
sat in there for like 15 minutes or something and was really quite moved by it. <laughs> as uh, moved as you can be, being a reed in water. <laughs> it's it's a very calming drowning simulator. Mm. <laughs> if that's your thing. So let's crack into it. We've got Christmas songs. I've kind of tried to avoid the canon of mm. Christmas songs. Because how do you, how do you feel about Christmas songs? I oh, I was about to be very excited until you added the word song on the end. Okay, now how do you feel about Christmas? I love Christmas. Uh, I really enjoy it. But I, Christmas songs are an interesting thing because there's kind of how much do you tap into the mythology of Christmas and how much do you... And, and the sort of trees and Santa and all these things and how much do you tap into the reality of Christmas and that's an interesting mm. thing. It kind of reminds me of the episode about cheese that we did with Eve mm. um, that some of it's a bit too sentimental and over the top. I, I like songs that are about Christmas that aren't trying to be Christmas songs, Yeah, I think is what I'm trying to say. How do yeah. you feel about Christmas songs? Um... About Christmas songs, I don't know, I've, I have spent many years uh, as a musician sort of being roped into doing Christmas music, uh, so I kind of have a strange relationship with it. Where, there, where like, uh, yeah, on this playlist that we're about to do, I've tried to find some of the ones that, uh, that I sort of, uh, some interesting versions of things that I quite enjoy, and there's sort of a few numbers that I can kind of tolerate at this point, but yeah, at, the, at this time of the year does tend to be, if I'm just like going into a shopping centre just to, like, i got to buy a few groceries. It's not even Christmas shopping. And then this sort of smaltziness kind of washes out of you and it's I can't help but become a bit of a Scrooge and just be like, why? Why do they play the same album over and over again at this time of the year? I was at a shopping centre and there were lots of people there doing their Christmas shopping and they were playing Hello by Adele. Like, right. <laughs> who does that serve? <laughs> Trying to like, I'm gonna see all my family. I'm gonna give them this book or this game. Hello, it's me. A few bleak years ago, I I was doing caroling as like a, a summer gig to just make a bit of crust over the summer because I don't have any other work. I make a bit of Christ, I, I think. You make a bit of Christ over summer as I don't tend to have that much work over December. Um, and so it was like me and four other carolers had been sent around to a few different shops, and it was a different like shopping center every every weekend. Um, and I can't even remember what shopping centre it was. It was somewhere like southwestern Sydney, but it wasn't a mall. It was like there was it was where one of the only like Costco's in Australia is. It's like a Costco and like a Harvey Norman, but it's one of those things where it's like it's a bunch of big retailers next to each other. It's not a mall, so there's no there wasn't any like thoroughfare where we could sit and where we could stand and sing our carols. So it was just the most bizarre thing being between two concrete block shopping centres singing carols to, like, the occasional person going past with, like, a trolley with, like, some gigantic box of something who might slow down for a second but never stop. And we were just like, well, we've been paid to sing carols. We're singing carols. Was there sort of a, a bell curve of enthusiasm as someone walked past, that someone got closer, you'd get more into it, or did you go all out all the time? Um, no, we def yeah, we, it was definitely, like... Just kind of just giving it enough to to technically be singing the carol, and then there's people coming. <laughs> oh, okay, give it a bit more. <laughs> Long live the dad. Okay, well, that's kind of a good introduction to my first pick for this. Uh, I don't know anything about this artist aside from this song that he's done. I absolutely love it. 
This is Joseph Spencer's cover of Santa Claus's Coming to Town. Santa Claus is coming to town. <laughs> I can't even remember where I found that, but every year, uh, every year at Christmas, I have a playlist of songs, and I always put it on. Uh, my reminds me my the... family are continually unimpressed. <laughs> <laughs> reminds me of the um, Q5 piano tune by Spike Milligan. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. Oh, that. Uh, well, thank you for bringing that into my. Thank you for bringing that into my life. That, um, <laughs> that brought me a lot of lot of joy. And um, isn't that what this time of year is all about? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I say there's a lot of Christmas songs that I that I've kind of come to really uh, despise, and I, and particularly going through shopping centres, yeah, they're going, oh, do we have to keep playing these same versions over and over again? And that's even even more galling for me in the last year or so since I discovered Sufjan Stevens' five disc Christmas album. <laughs> Of uh, of Christmas songs, um, because uh, yeah, there, there's a there's a lot in there that's that's just the typical Christmas tunes, uh, but they've been done in a really interesting way because Sophie Stevens is so incredibly talented. Um, it was hard to kind of pick just one from the five discs. I think one of my favourite tunes that's on there that's uh, not part of the canon, but one of my favourite titles I've seen is called "Did I Make You Cry on Christmas Day?" In brackets, well, you deserved it. But, uh, <laughs> this is not that tune. This is Sufjan Stevens' version of "Joy to the World." Anybody out there listening has any sort of sway in the Westfield company and can uh, put that on a, a bit of a higher rotation on the uh, Christmas shopping uh, playlist, I'd, uh, I'd greatly appreciate it. There's a certain irony in Sophie and Stephen singing the word joy. It's the saddest joy I've ever <laughs> Joy. Especially because it, it just adds all these weird little chord tones on it that like, yeah. make the harmony super jagged. Yeah. It's, uh, it's good stuff. <laughs> Um, 
One of my other special dogs for this past six months is the album Brick Body Kids Still Daydream by Open Mike Eagle. And Ooh. it's about the projects in Chicago being torn down and the building that he grew up in uh, being demolished. And so it's a concept album where he uh, plays a bunch of buildings personified as uh, young people in Chicago who grew up in those buildings. It's really, really great. Uh, but it also reminded me of this song by Sharon Jones and the Dab Kings. She's called Ain't No Chimneys in the Projects. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, cool. I love it too. Uh, a couple of nights ago, as we as we record this, I um, went to do a um, show called La La Lounge, uh, which is just a, sh- a show where people get up and sing songs. It tends to be of a kind of musical theatre event. It was quite fun. They were doing a Christmas show. So um, uh, Jess Aidy, who I produced the Mishmash Variety Show with, uh, we, we got up and, and did a cover of Fairy Tale of New York by the Pogues. Uh, so, and that has always been uh, one of those... Weird sort of technically Christmas songs that's uh, that's quite enjoyable. So uh, I'm glad that it's sort of slowly working its way into the canon. Everybody was... Uh, there was My favourite part was afterwards uh, a girl came up to me and was like, that is my favourite song by the Poogs. <laughs> and I sort of remember going, I'm, so, I'm certain that's not how it's don't, pronounced. Don't correct <laughs> I'll just, But I'll just keep that, keep that uh, inside my... We need that my, in our uh, lives, don't correct <laughs> Anyway, this is uh, Fairy Tale of New York by the Pooks featuring Kirsty McCall. I observed when we were doing the performance that I kind of still feel weird about is it was a night full of people getting up and singing Christmas songs and it was one of the hottest nights of the summer so far and kind of lamenting that being in Australia and you're like, why? We don't, we have so few songs that are like Australian Christmas songs. 
Uh, like somebody at the end got up and sang um, Tim Minchin's White Wine in the Sun, and that's like the only that's the most relevant to the Australian Christmas spirit song I can think of. Um, there are Christmas apart there... from uh, oh, what fun it is to drive in a rusty Holden Ute. Apart yeah, from that, that's that's what I was going to go for. <laughs> um, just before we get off the poogs, um, there's clips from an amazing live uh, post concert because it's at the time when they were performing regularly with Joe Strummer oh, from yeah. The Clash, after mm. The Clash broke up. But they also have Kirsty McColl there um, and also some of the members of The Specials as well. Oh, wow. So it's a, just one of those gigs that I would give an internal organ to have been at. Mm. Also, uh, Joe Strummer, speaking of, the BBC has re-released some of the radio sessions that he did for the BBC World Service in the late 90s, oh, early 2000s, that, yeah. um, which is... Joe Strummer basically doing this, uh, just recommending <laughs> you songs from his incredible music collection. So uh, I recommend hunting down Joe Strummer's London Calling. Wow. Time for me to play another song. Uh, I don't have uh, anything relevant to the Australian Christmas. What, what I find hard about it is that there's, every, there's so much about it that's specifically Northern Hemisphere, mm. about that Christmas is curling up by the fire, getting out of the cold, whereas, yeah. The uh, most quintessentially Australian Christmas I can think of was the one where we did an entirely seafood Christmas lunch <laughs> and then went down to Mondo Beach. <laughs> like, many of my other Christmases have been variations of that. Um, I don't have a good way to introduce this. Okay. Uh, it's just a song I like. It's by a vocal group called Brass Farthing, and it's Miss Fogarty's Christmas Cake. Ooh. As I sat in my window last evening... The letterman brought it to me A little gilt-edged invitation Saying, Gil Hooley, come over for tea I knew that the Fogarty sent it So I went just for old friendship's sake And the first thing they gave me to tackle Was a slice of Miss Fogarty's cake There were plums and prunes and cherries There were citrons and raisins and cinnamon too There was nutmeg, cloves and berries And a crust that was nailed on with glue There were caraway seeds in abundance That would work up a fine stomach ache That could kill a man twice after eating A slice of Miss Fogarty's cake Miss Mulligan wanted to try it, but really it wasn't no use. They worked on it over an hour, but they couldn't get none of it loose. Till Murphy came in with a hatchet, and Kelly came in with a saw. That cake was enough by the powers above for to paralyze any man's jaw. There were plums and prunes and cherries. There were citrons and raisins and cinnamon too. There were nutmeg, cloves and berries, and a crust that was nailed on with glue. There were caraway seeds in abundance that would work up a fine stomach ache. That could kill a man twice after eating a slice of Miss Fogarty's Christmas cake. Miss Fogarty, proud as a peacock. Yeah. Uh, was, it's, it's, again, only kind of about Christmas, but uh, when I put in, yeah, uh, when I put in, putting together a list of Christmas songs, I can't go past it. That, re- that reminded me of a, of a Canadian folk song called The Log Driver's Waltz, um, of which I have one of my, I have my favourite version is by a group called The Hidden Cameras. Um, and similar, just kind of, Joyful folk song, uh, but in that case, it's it's like, who do I like to dance with? I like to dance with the log drivers. How do they learn to dance? They learn by stepping lightly up along the logs. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's super, <laughs> super, super joyful. Um, 
Anyway, here's uh, I held this one until later on in, in the um, playlist for fear that I might accidentally steal it from you, uh, and maybe I am about to. But uh, for a bit of a turn, uh, and I thought I might have accidentally stolen it from you because it's an eel song, um, and uh, I know you and I are both big fans of, of uh, the eels. Um, Sorry, I need to stop you there. The band is called Eels. Okay. The band is called Eels, Bryce, not the Eels. Okay. I need to pass this on because I once got corrected by Ross Noble for calling the band the Eels. <laughs> and he said, uh, actually, uh, it's just called Eels. You're not a real fan. Oh, boy. Um, great. <laughs> this song is called Christmas is Going to the Dogs. Yeah. Get off your sled and go to bed. Don't you ever tire Throw a bone, I'm finally home Curled up by the fire Snow is falling from the sky Like ashes from an urn Sweet dreams, my little one Now it's my turn Well, Christmas is going to the dogs We'd rather have Toys than you lost. Things aren't looking very good, it's true. So I'll just lay here and chew. Well, another reason that I don't relate to a lot of Christmas songs, though, like. Miss Fogarty's Christmas Cake, great song. Uh, I don't relate to that experience because each year at Christmas it's just me, my mum and dad and my brother and I really enjoy just having a very quiet, small Christmas and uh, invariably uh, we will start drinking quite early, specifically me and my mum. Uh, and we'll open presents, we'll have lunch and there's a beautiful moment after that where... We're all happy to just sort of sit around and not do much. Um, and we'll uh, have some music on or, like, someone will, like, put on a DVD that they've been given or we're all just sitting around reading books. Um, but I think I really strongly associate Christmas with time to just watch the old movies that are, like, on TV or that we have on DVD. Uh my dad, my dad and I, my brother and I have a weird New Year's Christmas time sort of tradition of watching the good, the bad and the ugly. <laughs> Particularly if we are together on New Year's because it just it kills a lot of the hours between yeah. <laughs> in the evening until midnight. The true three wise men. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but sorry, go on. Um, uh, and the sort of films that uh, my family and I like to watch include uh, Jacques Tati and that sort of mm. uh, physical comedy. So it's not a Christmas song, but it's the sort of song that I would... That reminds me of films that I would watch at Christmas and it's a sort of music that we would put on while we were having Christmas lunch or something like that. So this is the theme tune from Monsieur Hula's Holiday, Quel temps fait-il à Paris? Ah, it is very Christmas.
I love it. Mm. I love it very, very much. And I don't think we often give homework, but if you haven't seen Monsieur Hulot's Holiday by Jacques Tati, I thoroughly recommend it. It's a, it's a banger of a slow, gentle <laughs> 1950s French movie. Oh, it just feels so warm. Like it, mm. it gives, it does give that kind of Christmassy vibe. Well, well, the thing is that the the movie's set in summer in France, and mm. so it's a sort of slow, humid, hot mm. movie. It's a, yeah, it's, right. It's okay. a dream of a movie, so it, it really suits Australian Christmas because it's mm. summery. Okay, I was about to suggest another. Uh, I guess it can, could be my other special dogs. Uh, is um, well, I've had Adam, three, so you've Adam, got a bit to catch up. <laughs> um, Adam Neely has a fantastic YouTube channel uh, where he he's a guy who's from he's studied at, at um, Berkeley Music School, and he he just he does a really good job of breaking down quite dense musical subjects and quite specific niche musical ideas in a really mm. easy presentable way. Uh, and he has a fun little video called "What Makes Music Sound Christmassy." <laughs> And it's kind of breaking down, yeah, what is it that makes you go, oh, this is a Christmas song. Christmas. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's my bit of homework uh, for, the, uh, for the week. That has nothing to do with my, with my final pick. Uh, my final pick, I'm, uh, I'm just picking it because it kind of relates back to, um, actually, to a previous Special Dogs from a um, much earlier train wreck. Which, uh, which you recommended, and um, it was a Halloween special song. Uh, this is the follow-up to it from uh, The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, featuring Run the Jewels. is called Jingle Jingle Santa Party. I love snow and I love sleigh bells, love singing carols, and boy, I love sleigh bells. It's a Jingle Jingle Santa Party. Jingle 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 Santa Party. Christmas time's the merriest time of all. Gingerbread and tasty eggnog, candy canes and yummy yule logs. Christmas has treats up the wazoo, but the best Christmas treat is being with you. Ho, 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 sheeple, wake the up. Wake the up. Wake the up. Yeah, yeah, RTJ. Hey, yeah, yeah. Run the jewels. Come on. Pick up a brick, put your eggnog down. Your country's being run by an orange. Well, let me break it down for how your stocking's getting stuffed. White kids getting presents. Black kids getting cuffed. No prancer, no dancer, just Sessions plus Bannon. Rudolph the redneck, face Klansman. The North Pole better speak North Korean. The president might tweet us in the atom bomb season. Well, you've got a point. The world can be frightful. But hey, there's Santa, and he's delightful. Let's be merry, not pout or grimace. So stuff your stocking and forget for five minutes. Well, that's a weird ending, but... <laughs> eh, <laughs> Christmas is weird, Jim. Yeah. It gets weirder every year. Yeah. <laughs> that's a new version of Christmas co- comes sooner every year. <laughs> Christmas gets, gets weirder, weirder every, every year. year. <laughs> it certainly does. In ten years, Santa won't be saying ho, 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 will be saying da, da, da. <laughs> hey, this has been delightful. We should do sure. this more often. It has been. And it's been very nice to see you. It's been lovely to And to, to get see some new music too. into my life. Yeah. I, the thing I mainly miss about the show is, is the amount of new music that it was that was yeah. bringing, not just not just from you, but from other people responding to the show, was bringing all, all sorts of um, new tracks into my life. And I've certainly, you know, certainly discovered stuff over the last couple of months, but not nearly as much. No, same. <laughs> Clearly. So, um, we should do this again sometime. Yeah, yeah. That's what we said last we time. We have an accord. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, let's finish up. Uh, oh, oh, um, uh, 
I release a weekly roundup of things that I've encountered during the week. Uh, it's some uh, art and tech stuff. There's uh, games and interesting articles and things, just stuff that I've come across, and I release it every Friday evening. It's called The Fishwick Papers. You can go to tinyletter.com slash fimjishwick, and you can sign up to them there. They're good fun, I, I reckon. I can confirm it is a thoroughly good read. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm Bryce Halliday. Just Bryce Halliday on Twitter. Please talk to me on Twitter. I still have very mixed feelings about the platform. Yes, but spend some time online with the people who are less fortunate than yourself, (laughs) who don't have as good Twitter games. Uh, And um, uh, I should also plug some of the other podcasts I've I've been involved with for a while. Um, I, uh, for like four years now, I've been producing a show called Stop the Post. And... uh, uh, I think it's a good show, but recently it cracked the top 100 Australian comedy podcasts, and that was that was a big surprise. Uh, so uh, you, you should go and check that out. That's that is James Colley and Nick Fisher. They uh, digest the week's news by reading the comments that are left on the major Australian news uh, websites. I can recommend um, it. Really great podcast. Yeah, it's good fun. And um, also, we uh, just a couple of weeks ago we did our first mishmash variety show at the news agency in Annandale. Uh, that's a variety show that I produced with Jessica Eighty, and um, it was super fun. Jim was there, um, and uh, it was uh, really, it was a big success. So we're going to do it regularly next year. So the first show next year for 2018 will be on the 2nd of February. Uh, I hope to see you there. You can check out Mishmash Variety on Facebook. We got a pretty good recording of it, so hopefully I'll, I'll have some sort of podcast version of that coming out in the near future as well. I think um, that's it. Yeah, I think that's it. Uh, Thanks, everyone. Uh, we missed you. We uh, can't wait to do this again for you sometime soon. Merry choo-choo, everybody. We Christmas you very much.